Before we get going with today's podcast, I just want to jump on here for a second and personally invite you to a one-off brand new masterclass that I am hosting on Thursday the 16th of May. How to scale your online business to six figures and beyond. So if you are a course creator, a membership owner or a coach, then this is for you. I'm sharing with you my most effective strategies to become the go-to person in your industry and grow your online business. I will cover how to build your audience, how to craft an irresistible offer and how to master your launch strategy so that you will know the most effective way to grow your audience and build your email list fast, know how to craft an offer that your audience will love and create a launch that fits with you and enables you to sell with ease. And why should you come and listen to me? Well, I started doing this almost 10 years ago and the very first client I worked with back in 2016 I helped him launch his very first membership he had a done for you product and a one-to-one product and we created a membership in his first launch he got a hundred and thirty members bringing him in about sixty thousand in income every year now He has built a suite of online products that is bringing him in way over six figures every single year. This is going to be an awesome masterclass. You're going to get so much good stuff to take away with you to be able to use in your business. So to grab your free place, go to TeresaHeathWearing.com forward slash masterclass and I will see you there. You are listening to the Marketing That Converts podcast, episode 205. You are listening to the Marketing That Converts podcast, and I'm your host, Teresa Heathwaring. If you're a marketer, business owner, or entrepreneur that is frustrated and overwhelmed with all the constant changes in digital marketing and social media, then you, my friend, are in the right place. Each week, I share with you easy, insightful, and actionable steps that you can use to grow your business. So let's get started. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the podcast. How are you doing? So we are nearly at the end of the summer holidays. In fact, if you're listening to this as it comes out, we've probably got about a week left. And although I love my daughter and my stepson, I'll be very glad when they're at school and the house is a bit quieter and I can crack on a bit. That will be great. How have you managed? It's it's hard. Like it's really hard trying to do all the things and not trying to shout at them on a minutely basis is <laughs> really difficult. So like I said, I will be quite glad that they are back at school and I'm confident that you might feel that way too. Okay. So today we're going to be talking about money and specifically your thoughts around it. So I have, well, I guess I, did I really think about money in the way I think about it? And no, I definitely not. I think I didn't think it was important when I started my business. I saw it as a very practical thing. You know, I ask for money, people give it me if they have my service. And I didn't think much about money mindset. In fact, I didn't even know it was a thing, if I'm honest. And over the last few years, five, six years, I've been doing more and more and more work on it. And now I feel like I'm really happy with my mindset around money. And actually the difference it's made to me and my business has been quite significant. So even though I am not the world's expert on a money mindset, and actually that's on my list of amazing people to get on is someone who can talk about money. I do want to take you through a session that I did at last at the last SOAR I did, which was in June, I think. We do one in November as well, which is coming up. 
And in a few weeks time, the cart will open again for the Academy for only like four days. So obviously, if you get to join then, you get to do the November event. So this is one of the activities we did in the event. The event isn't like, it's not like an event where I bring speakers and you just sit and listen to speakers all day. It's a really practical event. I do bring speakers, amazing and different speakers that you don't find everywhere else. And my sessions are all around doing practical stuff. So I did this whole session on money mindset because having done all the work I've done, doing all the coaching I do in the academy, I can really see that sometimes this really holds people back. So I want to just go through this activity with you today, if that's okay. And it's just something that you can think about. If you've got a pen and paper and you want to write down, then cool, great. But it's certainly something that you can think about as we're as you're listening to this, if you're driving or as I do, often listen to stuff when I'm doing my makeup or whatever you're doing. So you'll be able to do it. So don't panic. So firstly, why why do we even need to think about this? And I think it's really, really important because actually like I said, it can have some really big impacts on your business if you don't have the right mindset around money. It's like, so like the mindset thing, we know how important it is, but just the other week I was having a call with one of my academy members and they were talking about the fact of they thought they were awful and rubbish and their, you know, business wasn't very good. And they obviously weren't very good because of the fact that they hadn't got the customers coming in. And I had to have a real sort of discussion with them and say, just because you don't have a customer at the moment does not mean that you are all those things. And it kind of tips back to that whole mindset thing that if you're thinking in a certain way, you're going to attract more of it. And if you're thinking in a negative way, you might attract more of that. So I just think it's nice to think about money in a good way. Anyway, I'm rambling. So let me get to the point. So the first thing I got them to do was to think about what their thoughts were around money. Did they have a scarcity mindset or an abundant mindset? So if you have a scarcity mindset, which I definitely had, and I was definitely brought up in this environment, then you think these kind of things. So you're scrambling around to make money. You stress about paying the bills. You worry there's never enough. Like, you know, there won't be enough business. There won't be enough customers. There's too many competition. You say we can't afford it. And just even words, and I know it sounds really like you might be listening to this thinking, well, yeah, we can't afford that thing. But just even saying that sometimes can have like a trigger in your brain that's like, it kind of says, well, I'm never going to be able to afford it. But it might be, I just can't afford it right now, or I haven't got the money for it right now, but I'm going to see how I can. You're jealous when people have more. Although ever since I read We Shall Be Millionaires with Rachel Rogers, she actually frames jealousy in another way as like almost a motivator or knowing what you want in the world. So when you see someone like, I don't know, I was going to say driving a Ferrari, but I'm not jealous about that. I think I've talked for, they're not built for me. I'm trying to get in and out of one of them and my size would just be an absolute nightmare. So, but like, let's say, you know, garden envy, someone's got a humongous garden or they've got a huge team or whatever, whatever. If I'm jealous at that, then that's kind of, she frames it as a good thing because it's like, well, that's what you're trying to aim for. That's what you're trying to go for. Being jealous where it's like, I'm just trying to think, annoyed or a bit bitter about it. I think that's the scarcity thing. Uh, Worrying about your competitors, thinking, you know, well, they're doing it now. I'm not going to have a business. Cautious with change. So you might not want to change and flex as often because you're scared of what's going to happen. Believes there's only so much. So have you ever like... this happened to me. I had plans to launch the Academy and I found out that a potential competitor was launching at the same time. And I thought, what an absolute 
nightmare. Like, you know, that's it now. It's going to ruin my launch. And actually, that's the scarcity mindset of there's only so much, you know, rather than thinking there's plenty to go around. We're, you know, we'll be absolutely fine. I hope that others will fail, that you look at others and think, nice one, let's hope they don't get many members because that means I get more and not setting any goals. So I'm interested to, you know, as you were listening to me go through those points, whether you're sat there going, yeah, I can see myself doing that because I totally could. Now, given all the work I've done, I then now try to practice an abundant mindset. So this is the kind of things that you would think about or do if you were trying to be abundant. So the first thing is grateful of everything. And I am like crazy grateful of the smallest and the biggest and the teeniest things like going and getting tomatoes off my plant. That is just like the best thing in the world. Driving a really fancy car is really nice as well. I'm very grateful for all of it. So when you start looking at gratitude, it's really hard to be have a scarcity mindset when you have gratitude, you know, because you're so grateful for everything. I mean, as I'm recording this now, the the world, well, the world has been a bit crazy generally, but obviously everything's going on in Afghanistan. And, and because my husband was in the military and has been there hundreds and hundreds of times, he knows lots of people who are still going back in and trying to rescue people. And right now, like, I could not feel more grateful for the life we live in this country, in the UK, and that I'm not in a position where I fear for my life, but for being a woman. Like, how grateful am I of that? Like, hugely grateful. We notice the small things. So I do. I totally notice the small things. I really make myself pay attention to them. And when I'm doing a gratitude practice every morning, I'll write four things that I'm grateful for. Sometimes they're biggish and other times they're absolutely tiny. You know, like my amazing husband gets up and makes me a coffee in the morning. Like, that is amazing. Cheers others on. So when you're in an abundant mindset, you know there's enough to go around and therefore you really encourage and help and support others. And I'm a real giver. Like now, I remember working for companies where it'd be like, you know, as if you're doing an exam at school and you've got your arm around your paper so no one could read it. Like, I'm not like that now. I'm very open. I give a lot. And the idea of that is one, you know, people get concerned and say to me, you're not worried they're going to steal that and do it for themselves. And it's like, well, if they do, they do. And I'm not concerned about that because of the fact that I know people will come to me for me. And if they don't want to come to me for me and they want to go to that other person for them, then they'll do that too. So it doesn't worry me. Willing to take risks. So doing a few things that feel a bit risky, knowing that, you know, actually I'm going to spend that money on that coach, or I'm going to do this thing to up-level the business, or I'm going to bring on a team member. Generous. I like to be generous. Like this is one of my favorite things, if I'm honest. I love nothing more than offering to pay for things, treating people to things, just giving people bonuses. I love it. I love it. Wants to learn more. So again, knowing that there's still so much more to learn, so much more we could grow. Know there will always be more. So a bit like I was saying at that terrible example I gave at the beginning of that, that academy member is like, I haven't got a client and therefore life is awful. If they had an abundant mindset or if they were using their abundant mindset, they'd think, I don't have a client right now, but I know there's going to be another one. Where it's going to come from or how, I don't know that, but I just trust that it will. Thinks big and sets goals, which again, like if you're being abundant, then you're ready to kind of go, yeah, this is what I want in my world. Shares their knowledge. We talked about this and obviously I'm big at doing this. Inspired by others ahead of them. Again, this is something that I have done and people have done with me. So I've just worked with someone on my 90 day program who wants to do what I do. So perfect, come and join the 90 day program and I will show you how I do it. So, and that's what I did. I found people who 
did what I wanted or had the business I wanted. And I was inspired by the fact that they did it rather than feeling annoyed or resentful that someone was more successful than me. And I just thought, great, I can do this too. And then believes there's enough for everyone. So again, that competition is not a concern. You know that there's enough people in this world to be, you know, giving something for everyone. So so those are the differences. That's the scarcity versus abundance. So hopefully you've kind of sat there and thought, yeah, actually, I, I'm good there. But mm, I do often think about that scarcity thing. So I try and sit firmly in the second list, the second list of all the things that I've just said in the abundant mindset. Those are the kind of things. So then what I asked everyone to do was I wanted them to write their thoughts around money. So make a list of the negative thoughts you have around money. So, and this was really interesting. It was things like, and and this often came from other people. So for instance, mine would be money doesn't grow on trees. That's everyone's heard that I'm sure. People like us don't have stuff like that. My mum used to have this saying, I think it's like fur coat and no niggers or something. It's a ridiculous saying, but like basically saying, you know, it was all for show or whatever. She often saw money as bad, as in people who have money are horrible and they're bitches and they're, oh, I just swore I never surround the podcast. I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. I don't know where that came from. You know, that that, that money, it makes you mean and horrible. And yeah, so many negative things. And I'm sure you can sit there and think, oh, I remember being told this, or this is something I say maybe. So I got them to write down their thoughts around money and then I got them to rewrite them. So rewrite the negative thoughts into better thoughts. So the way I do this or the way I encourage the members to do this is sometimes it's not as easy just to rewrite the thought. So let's say people who have money are evil. So sometimes you might go to rewrite it and think, oh, I'll rewrite it saying people who have money are just lovely and you don't believe it. So therefore that can be a bit hard and it feels a little bit like, not disingenuous, but just feels like you're going through the process. You don't believe it. So what's the point in writing it down? So what I like to do then is if it feels like a bit of a stretch to just flip it into a positive, I like to see if I can disprove it. So is there people that have money who are actually very nice? Well, yeah, I can think of lots of people that are nice, that have money. So actually I can believe that that's not the case. And I might just write in my my next section where I want to rewrite these negative thoughts. I might write, not everyone who has money is evil. Or I know lots of people who are lovely and kind and generous who have money. So Whatever you were thinking, and if you've if you're writing this down or you're coming back and listen to it again, you've written it down. Basically, next to it, you just want to write, what would I say instead? Money doesn't grow on trees is another good one. So you might flip that to money's everywhere. Like, and it is, it's everywhere. Like just constantly. The world obviously goes around with money. So so you might want to have a think about how to rewrite them. And like I said, if you can't rewrite them, then try and find an example that has that has proved that statement wrong. Another one like that you have to work really hard to get money. Well, I know people who don't work really hard and have lots of money. So that statement isn't true. So either rewrite it or think of an example where you can disprove your statement. So once I've done that uh, and they wrote down them, I gave them a couple of exercises to do. I got them to write down all the amazing ways that they are abundant. And I didn't give them like ages to do this because this sort of thing you could go on forever. Because most of us, and if you're listening to this podcast, I'm assuming 
you're the same. Most of us have lots and lots and lots to be grateful for. You know, we might have a house, you know, that we live in. We might have food on the table. We might be able to, you know, keep ourselves clean, brush our own hair. We might be able to breathe and walk. And like, there's so much. And like I said, you know, when you go into it and you start to realise actually how very lucky am I, it's huge. So like I said, I've got everybody to write down what, what are they abundant for and how are they abundant Then I got them to write down three things that they could do to make them feel abundant. Because it's a feeling, it doesn't mean you have to be really rich to be abundant. So can I tell you something really silly? One of the things, so my friend Ailish talks about do what makes you feel bougie, okay? So she has sparkling water and fancy teas. They make her feel bougie. So for me, like if I want to feel really rich, this is going to sound absolutely ridiculous. I buy Ziploc sandwich bags. I know I'm just waiting for a dramatic pause because I think you were thinking I was going to say, you know, speedboats and champagne. No, Ziploc sandwich bags. <laughs> I know how ridiculous this sounds as I'm saying it. Basically, we were poor when we were little and we were the kids that went to school with like tinfoil sandwich, like sandwiches wrapped in tinfoil. Like I hated it. And and the the... People who I went to school with, if they had like a proper sandwich bag, you'd think, oh, they're rich, they've got loads of money. So for me, like that is a ridiculously stupid but amazing one to do. Like if I buy them and we have them in the house, I suddenly feel like, oh my gosh, I am so abundant. <laughs> so I got them to write something then. It might be another thing that makes me feel really abundant is I have a fresh flower delivery every other week that makes me feel super abundant. It's like, that's amazing. So it doesn't have to be crazy expensive. It could be the feeling abundant might be taking the afternoon off because you've got the luxury to take some time off. So whatever it is, like I said, it doesn't have to be, I'm made of money so I can do this or certainly not putting yourself in debt to do something or spending money that you haven't got. But there are so many ways in which we can feel abundant. So, so many. So, Let me just run through those things again. So I gave you the list of scarcity and abundant mindset. So scarcity was things like scrambling to make money, stress about paying the bills, worry there's never enough, saying you can't afford it, jealous, worry about competitors, cautious with change, won't share your knowledge, believes there's only so much, hopes others fail and never setting goals. Whereas an abundant mindset is you're grateful for everything, you notice the small things, you cheer others on, willing to take risks, generous, wants to learn more, knows there will always be more, thinks big and sets goals, shares knowledge, inspires others ahead of them and believes everyone is enough. And then I got you to think about what are your thoughts around money? What are some of the words that maybe you're thinking like that aren't that positive and some of these sayings that you just say and you don't even think about it? Then how can you rewrite those? And if you can't rewrite them confidently without really truly believing it, can you at least find an example that disproves your statement? Then write all the ways in which you're abundant, which there'll be millions. And then the last exercise was what three things can you do to make yourself feel abundant? Buy a Ziploc sandwich bag, if you're anything like me. Hilarious. Um, anyway, so like I said, I am I'm on the lookout for someone awesome to talk about money mindsets with you guys. And obviously I will bring them on the podcast when I find them. But in the meantime, I just wanted to go through this because it's really, really important. Like I said, when we're in business, if life's hard and especially through summer, 
like a lot of the coaching calls that I've done, a lot of the people I've spoken to have really struggled through summer because it's summer and children are off and life is a bit different. So sometimes that mindset could really spiral you down. Whereas if you try and keep that more abundant mindset, you might feel a bit happier about it all. So there we have it. Next week, we have an interview. And I think think next week we're talking about LinkedIn advertising. I think that's what's lined up which is interesting. We've never talked about it before. So I've got an expert coming in to talk about that. And next week, I'm going to tell you about the upcoming boot camp that is coming back again. It was so good the first time, so many breakthroughs, so many amazing comments and businesses all kind of set up, ready to to create their dream businesses. So yeah, look out for that and uh, get ready to sign up for that. Okay. I will leave you for today. Have a great rest of your day and I will speak to you soon. Thank you so much for listening to the Marketing That Converts podcast. And if you enjoyed this episode, then I would love it so very much if you were happy enough to head over to iTunes and give me a review. 